And welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm, uh, we're back actually, Dave's not here yet, and uh, we love Dave. He's, he's a great thinker. But uh, these two brothers of mine, both involved in youth ministry, Tim Muda and uh, Kevin Dean from last week's session, you'll recognize their voices. But after the broadcast, we, or podcast, we were thinking about youth ministry a lot of our um, listeners on podcast uh, expect us to talk about how the church can think about its ministry, doing its ministry. And so we, we were talking about the idea of youth ministry. It's not in the Bible as far as a program goes. Not much, by the way, of function that is in the Bible, um, or form rather. Uh, so... What is the justification and the rationale for having within the life of the church, any program for that matter, but youth in particular, um, why do we do that apart from just because? And what are the dangers of uh, youth ministry moving out of their lane uh, and interfering with the parental responsibility so I'm going to talk to you guys because you're in youth ministry now, happily, uh, fruitfully, but um, let not let's not that let that get in the way. Just because something is working doesn't necessarily mean it's it's always going to work and that it's even biblical. So I want you to think about this with me: uh, the justification for youth ministry, and is there a better way to bring about the kind of fruit? that we need to see as disciple makers in the lives of our young people. Hmm. Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind is um, the parents are still the primary discipler of the students, of their children. And with youth ministry, especially at Grandview, we never want to, to take away from that or to override that. Um, We want to continue to promote that and encourage that above all else. Um, but I do believe there is a special and even God-ordained role um, for youth ministry within the church. Um, or w- how about just for the church? Because you talk about parents have a role, right? but now we're saying, and so does the church. So what does right. the church do? Yeah, yeah, and I think the church has the responsibility to mentor, um, to, to equip, um, to share life with, with others. And, and, you know, you look at the, the example of Paul and Timothy, right? Um, Paul continued to pour into Timothy throughout his life to train him, to equip him. Timothy still had parents. Um, I don't know if they're really mentioned in the Bible, to be honest. Uh, but we would assume that Timothy was being discipled by his parents. Um, maybe I'm going. Maybe I'm going too far there. Well, his, his mother and yeah, grandmother his, are right, mentioned. Yes, but his, Lois and Eunice. Yeah, there, there, there you go. His yeah. father was not right. And that's. I don't know if that's a. It's an interesting case, but it's not your typical church scenario. Um, he was taken out of his church for special training. But the but Paul continued to encourage the church that you know older men. Um, give wisdom to the younger men, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And older women to the younger women. And so that's the model that, you know, I think is the responsibility that we have or the responsibility that we're taking in youth ministry. And I think we'd, we'd hope that happens in an informal way. And in, I do believe it does. But youth ministry is, um, you know, the formal way in which that happens, in which we have volunteer leaders 
um, who are adults who volunteer to. Okay, bro. Let, let me. Okay, let's let's stop there because that's huge. The church supports what parents are doing. Yep. By bringing into the lives of their of their children other older men and older women who download, right? So in our youth ministry, is that happening? And how how many of our youth workers are old or older? Define old. <laughs> right. You know, we don't normally think that. With people, I don't have the energy to work with young people. I'm too old. I can't do all that stuff. We need kids to lead kids. Yeah, that's the wrong attitude. Yeah, I, yeah, I I hear that all the time. I know what yep. you mean, but absolutely, that's camp ministry has the same problem. Youth ministries all have the same problem. People say this: you don't, we don't need leaders who can run after kids in a game of dodgeball. The kids will play dodgeball on their own. They don't, they don't need your help in that. But when it comes to guiding through spiritual issues, that's when we need the help of leaders. We want old and wise people. Yeah. Whether or not you can run after kids in a game of dodgeball, we want we want the age then. We want the age in the biblical discussion, in the, in spiritual formation, in the process of discipleship. That's when we want old people with young people. And I don't know if I have an age for that. I don't know what counts as old, but that's that's First Timothy. That's what he says: older men mentor younger men, older women mentor younger women. That's the biblical command. I don't think we have any way around that. So a youth ministry, Tim, and I know you, you've done this, talked about it, a youth strategy, maybe not ministry, but a youth strategy should try to bring young people into the orbit of some of these of older people. For sure. For sure. Um, do you got any tips on how to bring that about? Because now we're starting to think program. Okay, what, what do we got to do to make that happen? Yeah. You've got a strategy. What I've always said is we need to be purposeful about building relationships of trust. Um, and so we bring our leaders, you know, into the lives of the students. Um, you know, they do small groups with them. But, but really, I, I want them to build relationships of trust. And that goes beyond just a, a Thursday night you know, you're there from 7 to 9, or Wednesday night, you're there from 6.30 to 8. Um, you're connecting with them through the week. You're talking to them on a Sunday morning. You're drawing them in. What does that look like during the week? I, I know in theory, but does that does that there's, work? There's a lot of different ways, and uh, different leaders will take different approaches, um, depending also on the time that they have. But uh, whether that's, you know, communicating them via social media or texting them, a lot of our, our small groups are, have chats together, I'm in a couple different ones. One's right now is like sharing what they're learning every morning um, in their Bible reading. And then they'll ask me or Kevin, Kevin questions like, did we get that right? Did we? Yeah. Um, So there's, there's like various ways like that, but um, it's also as simple as, you know, I try and go to catch students, sports games and arts events um, to show them that I care about them, that they matter, that what they're doing in life is important. Um, Why don't you bring me along? Well, come come along with me. I'm qualified. I'm old. (laughs) But, you know, as we as we continue to do those things, um, write them cards, um, give them gifts at their birthdays, it shows them that they matter, it shows them that we care. So your leaders do that? They do, yep, yep. And how old are your leaders? We have leaders from about 20, ages 20 and up. Um, uh, the, bulk, the bulk of our leaders are probably age 20 to 30, 35, and then... Uh, and then we have parents probably in their 40s um, to 50s. 
parents? 40. Are they not leaders? What do you mean? Why leaders? do you separate yeah, yeah. parents from leaders? No, sorry. That was, we have, I was separating the parents from the people who are 20 to 30. That's all. Okay. So you've got parents in yeah. the parents of the kids. Are they there or are these? Just um, mostly not. Yeah. Yeah. Other parents. Um, some have had their kids kind of go in or, you know, they're serving in junior high. Their kids are in high school and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, we, we build these relationships of trust, and I think sometimes we, we expect that, okay, I'm going to have, like, this great discipleship conversation two months in, and often that doesn't happen. In fact, usually you don't have a great conversation of what we would call value um, until much later down the road. Um, but when they come into a place of crisis in their life, when something's not going well, um, that's when the relationship of trust matters because now who are they going to turn to? They're, they're, they're going to turn to people who they can trust. Um, and so we need to make sure that the people that they trust the most um, are, you know, Bible believing, um, you know, God honoring wise believers. And I'd hope that that's their parents. Um, and, you know, I'd hope in youth ministry, then the context of that is, is their leaders. Something else that's worth noting is that we, we have student leaders. We take kids who are in grade 12 and Tim Tim heads this up, uh, training them to to just to look out for the younger guys. As a kid in grade twelve, you watching out for the kids in grade nine who are here at youth group, um, and it, part of that is just building a culture, building a church where this is the norm. This is a norm thing. You're going to graduate high school. You're going to move on. You're going to be out of youth group. But in your life, you should be looking out for and being a leader to people who are younger than you, discipling, mentoring building relationship with. Um, it's pretty small and simple how, mm-hmm. you know, how we have our grade 12s do that. But that's that's the culture you want to build. That's mm-hmm. the, what the whole church should look like. Okay, some people will say, and I might have myself said this in the past, that um, kids get coddled, protected, um, that a Christian is called to be missional and to be mobilized and equipped to uh, enter into the work, right? And in youth ministry, uh, when we think about discipleship, is there that element where kids feel um, that they're responsible to put out and bear responsibility in the work of the church? Are they serving or are they, do, are we teaching them just to take? Right. Yeah, and that's, I would say that's, a huge potential danger for youth ministry that we always need to be aware of is does the youth group participate in the life of the church or is the youth group a subsection of the church that's kind of become their own, I don't even know if you want to call it church, but community that is absent from the church. And one thing that I've always said is, you know, we, we often say that the church, that, you know, the youth ministry is the future of the church. And I always want to push back against that because if we start to believe that, then we start to believe that the youth are not the church present. And the youth are the church. They are part of the church. They are members of the body and they have a part to play. And so that includes serving. Uh, that includes, you know, um, you know, pouring into others themselves. And we hope that even some students um, take that upon themselves to, to build into people that are younger. Um, but that involves, you know, not acting like you're, separate from the church in all areas of life. Um, you know, that's why 
we want to make sure that they're in the church service on a Sunday morning and not pulled out to do their own Sunday school because, um, you know, that's, that's church is yeah. we're all gathered together to worship, to hear from God's word. And we need to, if they don't even, if they don't learn how to understand that and to, to how to act and how to worship together with their church family until they're 18, um, then I, I think we've set them up to fail. Yeah. It's a great thing to see. I don't know when it started, but front rows are filled with young they're people taking over. Yeah. It's, um, and I think they're paying attention. I, I look for that. So it's really good to see them. So, Tim, do you think the um, your work should include uh, in the discipling of kids to embrace the work of the church in terms of outreach? Should young people be uh, turned on their schools with a sense of mission? That's my mission field. I'm not there to fool around. Um, uh, yeah, I'm learning to spoil the Egyptians, as it were, to learn from the secular age, but I'm also there at a unique time in my life. And I, I have to say that high school is a, a great opportunity. For me, it was the best times of harvest in my, mm-hmm. in my missional life. Um, can you think about ways, are you thinking about ways to help the young people enter into the school with a sense of, I'm on mission, I've got work to do, I'm part of the church, and this is my assignment? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, I'd be honest, that's something that our, our leadership team has been talking about in areas that we need to grow in. Um, but again, they're part of the church and the church is called to go and make disciples mm-hmm. of every nation. Right. And so that includes whatever sphere that you live in and whether that's, you know, your, your job and your work in your workplace, your senior and mm-hmm. you have extra time. And so for students, I believe that takes place most effectively, you know, in their schools. Um, at Grandview, our, our vision is to grow, uh, to love and to go. And that's kind of built right into to our ethos of who we are and why we exist. And so we we press into them that yeah, you're you're called as a disciple to to go and to share, and and that does take place, you know, so most in effectively an, in your high school. And we got a minute left here, so just answer the question: What is the justification for uh, youth ministry in in a church and of you because you're the youth minister? Yeah, yeah, you know, I <clears throat> to say it, I guess all in. In 30 seconds, um, God has uh, called believers um, to to mentor and to um, impart wisdom to those who are younger. And so youth ministry is um, a way um, that that happens. And, uh, you know, my role is to make sure that my leaders are prepared, are encouraged and equipped to do that well um, so that, um, yeah, the students see Jesus through the lives of the church. Amen. And we are seeing the fruit of that. Thank you, Pastor Tim and intern Kevin. Anything to say, Kevin, before we go? This is like a, a week after the last, uh, you got nothing. All right, folks, uh, <laughs> that uh, ends our podcast today. Thanks for listening to it. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned. <laughs>